to Hashtag Single with Jeanette Bonner. I am not a relationship expert or sex therapist. I'm just a regular New York City woman navigating the world as a single, independent feminist. Hashtag Single is about having honest conversations with other singles in today's device-obsessed culture. So I hope you'll join me on this interesting, challenging, and complex journey as we navigate the ins and outs of singledom. back to Hashtag Single. I'm your host, Jeanette Bonner, and you are listening to our 101 episode for November. And uh, for this month, I've brought in my friend Sarah, who's an incredible costume designer for film and theater and TV. And I'm so excited to have you on the podcast with me, Sarah! Thanks! I'm excited to be here. And we have, for our voice of the patriarchy, da-da-da-da, my friend Michael's with us. Hello, Michael. Hi, Jeanette. Hi, Sarah. <laughs> Hello. Mike, I'm really excited that you don't know me. This is great. because you... I'm excited, too. I just found out I'm the voice of the patriarchy, but, you know, I'm excited to be Oh, is that a surprise to you? <laughs> well, more, more or less, but, you know, just kind of thrown in here. So, so Some of us who have been, un- that's true. Um, Michael is an understudy for someone who was having technical difficulties. <laughs> I literally called him. I was like, what are you doing in five minutes? So, <laughs> Michael, I'm forever grateful to you. I owe you a drink or... Or an ice cream or a lobster roll. I um, look forward to all three. <laughs> what all about a blind time. date? Could you owe him a blind date? Well, since but that's, that's I, I am so good, Sarah. I, am so, <laughs> I don't like. I don't even know. I'm assuming you're single. So I don't oh, no, just I, seem I, like on theme with the with the with the podcast. <laughs> like set him up with someone else I know. Uh, yeah, is that what blind date is? Yeah, I I think the lobster roll was like a really great idea. <laughs> I would, so, pick, I would you know, pick the ice cream too, like which yeah, is more well, pleasurable at the end of the day. I'm not really sure. Twenty twenty. Um, I love it, guys. This is gonna be a great episode. Uh, all right, so Michael, you know the rules. As the voice of the patriarchy, uh, your job is to sit back and listen. Um, at, to what Sarah and I talk about today, and then we'll check in with you and see if you have any raging opinions you have to share with us. How's that sound? Sure. Sounds Love good. Love it. Love it. All right, Sarah. All right. Let's do this. Let's do it. I don't think, I love this because I don't think you and I have actually ever talked really about dating no, and relationships. Really. We have a professional relationship. That's why. Yeah. You and me. Yeah. Um, so I guess let's start at the beginning. Like where, where are you at in your single journey, as I like to say, in um, where does dating fit into your life right now? Uh, does floating in the abyss count as a place? <laughs> yes, that is an actual state <laughs> of being. I appreciate it. Uh, I mean, so I like full disclosure about myself. I've never really had a serious long-term relationship the most serious relationship I had was six months we were never officially boyfriend and girlfriend it was also long distance cross country and uh and actually weirdly we uh, only had closure a couple years ago both of us were it was really intense relationship for both of us and uh it really messed me up mentally and then mm. sent me in this spiral life spiral that took me uh 
a while to get out of, actually. So it's so fast forward. I mean, I was really young. I was in college when we met. It was like one of those like romantic sweep you off your feet weekends where we met. I was in like like out of a movie, meet cutes where like, you know, I met him walking down the street in Chicago when I was there for grad school interviews and we started randomly talking because that's the kind of person I am um, and had lunch and it was this like magical, he like knew I was there for theater school interviews for design school and we ended up going out to dinner and go- he took me to see a musical. What? Yeah, two weeks later flew out for Valentine's Day and uh, you know, spent five days together. Like, it was just magic. And what then, the hell? And then it just crashed and burned. And um, I think it was supposed to, like, on hindsight. But yeah. at the time, I was devastated beyond recognition um, and got into some pretty bad habits that have left a permanent mark. So... Um, so I just didn't really date for a long time. And I mean, I like would date, but like not really care. And so now fast forward, I'm 34. I'm still on the fence if I want children. It really depends on who I'd be with. But I realize if I'm going to actually really ask that question in a serious manner, I probably should start actually taking dating seriously. So <laughs> um, so that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, I mean, I've dated a lot. I just kind of just I'm also the kind of girl who's like, if you don't want to be here I'm not going to chase you down. Like, I don't want to convince you that you want to date me. Like, that is so much work. And (laughs) I would really rather put that into my creative efforts. Oh, hell yes. Like, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Sorry. You know, in the words of Beyonce. That's me. That's like me in a nutshell. Uh, And, you know, I was listening to one of your other episodes and, um, episode 36 that just like you know the one thing I am grateful for is while I had this like relationship that kind of set me on this really interesting personal journey because of my own inability to like my own like bad habits that I let get in my way um I feel like I found like a stronger sense of who I am and I also feel really lucky that I don't actually have an expectation of what a relationship should be because I have nothing to like really compare it to. Mm, So I, in a lot of ways I feel really free. Whereas like my other friends, some of my friends have been in really long relationships and have these like, well, things are this way. And I'm like, but everybody's different. So how do you know that, you know, you just don't know what the only thing you're going to know is what works for you in a relationship. But what you won't know is how, your behavior affects and works with somebody else in a relationship, which is, I think, also what, like, my work as a designer has taught me. So uh, it just doesn't matter. Like, so part of me is just, like, I feel like I don't have patterns or expectations because I have nothing to base any of it on. So that feels really freeing in a weird way. That's such an interesting point. Like, I, it's such a curious debate, right? Like, which would be harder for someone that has never formally been in a relationship that's long-term? I mean, I think six months is kind of on the verge of long-term, but, you know, for number's sake, let's say long-term starts with a year. So yeah. is it easier for someone to date who doesn't have that expectation of how something should go? Or is it easier for someone who's already been in a relationship who's like had that at least 
You know, I always think about sometimes that that old cliche of like, is it better to have loved and lost than to have never loved at all? You know, I was in a long term relationship for five and a half years, Mm -hmm. and I feel very blessed and grateful that I had those five and a half years. But hearing you talk, I'm like, how much has that set me up to fail? Because I know what that felt like. I want that feeling again. I kind of want a version of that person again, but better. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that's made me a very picky person with very particular expectations. I mean, I I don't know if that's bad, though. I mean, that all being said, don't think I'm not picky. Um, (laughs) I mean, the the other reason why when I was dating my, like, longest, the longest guy I dated... We lived cross country, so I didn't feel like my life was impacted by him really because, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't going and seeing him on a weekly basis. So, whereas, you know, so I don't even know what that's like. And I mean, there's a level of me who's like, I have no idea what it'll be like, like to be in a relationship with somebody and plan my life around with them. You know what I mean? Like, have to think about that. Like, <laughs> I know, you know, and it does get harder, too, as you grow up, you know, because now both you and I have set, for lack of better term, but like set our lives and designed our lives to how we want them to be. And in a way that makes it harder for another person to come in and disrupt that and disturb it. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. there is no extra room in this apartment. Let me tell you that, you know, (laughs) Like, if someone were to talk about moving in with me, where the hell would he put his stuff? There is, <laughs> this is mine. I'm sorry you do not get to have that closet. Um, I mean, but- it's funny you say that, though, because that's actually a big thing I brought up with my roommate, who is also <laughs> single and who also, and who really wants to get married and have kids and do that. And I was like, well, we don't have the space in our apartment. Like, I'm much more comfortable with people in my personal space, but, like, her room literally opens up into the living room like it's a double French doors and like in a tiny New York apartment. So, you know, we're the couch is literally next to her bed. There's no way to like separate one another, basically. So if I was to have a date and she's here like and they were to come, especially now with COVID, right? Like you're going to come over and we're going to sit on the couch like she's right there. And it's just, she then doesn't have any personal space. So then it's like, all right, well, I guess we can go sit on my bed. And that would out. be, that's awkward for either of you guys if you're dating, because then yeah. you have to experience the roommate. Right. Basically, and you're like, okay, we're going to do a little Netflix and chill date. Oh, hey, that's my roommate. Just ignore her. <laughs> Walking she's just, literally between us and the couch, like in the TV. Yeah, to, like, she's get just to doing room. a face mask tonight. That's, you know, <laughs> NBD. I, mean, I don't, I, yeah, I mean, I'm the kind of person who's like, Hey, whatever. I don't care, but I definitely feel like um, other people aren't as comfortable. And I'm also the kind of person who's like, if I am dating, like I want to rip the friend bandaid off pretty quickly. Like I I can't really settle if I want to even see somebody unless my friends have met him. Mm. Uh, Just because, for me, like I'm a I like my autonomy. Um, but I also want to be with somebody my friends want to be around because I covet my social time and my friend time because I work a lot and I'm really ambitious and I have a lot of goals that I've set for myself that I'm doing and I also like my own alone time. So it means that when I am socializing with friends or doing things, I want to be with somebody who can get on with them. 
Yeah, and you, I you want to like combine your free time so you can all yeah. spend time together. Yeah, I hear yeah. you. Yeah, and I'm also very <clears> much like, I will always pick my friends over some dude. Like, always. Just like I will always pick my family over some dude. So, uh, it then is going to be one of those things where, I mean, not, well, that gets tough in terms, because obviously, like, at a certain point, if I was to get married to somebody, I feel like I'd have to be like, no, I married this person. Like, but... Unless that's until that's on the table, until we're like really talking that. But odds are I won't be okay with any of that if you're not okay with my family because I adore my parents and my brother and my friends and then my yeah. So I don't know. I mean, but I also would never ask that of somebody else. Like I would never want somebody to feel like they have to make cut people out of their lives because of me. Like that to me seems so painful and so unfair I don't know that's just like I think it's sexy when when a guy you're dating and your friends get along yeah like there's something about that that's like really a turn-on for me I don't know what it is specifically I think it's really just a a a generous spirit where you're like I like you by extension of the fact that I like your friend and like I, I like her so much that I want to get to know people that love her. Like, there's yeah. something really beautiful and touching. Like, when I saw that go down with the guy I was dating, it was like, I was like, yes, I'm in. This is fucking great. Like, Yeah, totally. Yes. That's, like, super hot. Like, It's so hot. It's such a turn on. And supportive of my friends and, you know, my relationship with my friends. Like, all of that. I'm totally 100% with you. And I would hope that's vice versa. You know, um, yeah, because I'm also the kind of person who's like, I really want you to have a life outside of me. I think it's important. And I mean, I think that's also part of it is I don't I mean, I don't know. I get asked on like dating apps and things like and on dates, like why I'm single. And Ugh, I never worst? know how to answer that because like the 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 vector points on that are data are so massive that it's really like, how could you? ever expect anybody shall i go through the list (laughs) i mean it's like well i mean half the time i feel like guys are setting you up to be like oh i'm totally i'm totally broken like nobody else wants me like i I feel like they're waiting to find out like why didn't anyone else want you what are you doing here that's what i like because that's how it comes off when they're like why is someone as talented and beautiful as you on this dating app and i'm i read that i receive that as like there must be something wrong with you you know yeah, I feel like, I mean, I also get a lot of guys who are like, you seem too good to be true. And I'm like, um. You're like, I am. Then I am for you because <laughs> you already believe that I'm, there's something inherently wrong in this. You know, it's tough for me is I also feel very tied to my profession. And there's a large part of me that feels like I really want to be a power couple, which that means dating apps might not work you know or I don't know I mean power couple doesn't necessarily have to be filmmaker and filmmaker but um you want to date in the industry yeah or like just somebody who's really going after what they want in life and I don't you know I'm an ideas girl like I, I along with being a costume designer I'm uh I 
host my own podcast on film design called Designing the Void, and I have a garment bag company of a garment bag that organizes your entire outfit that I created on my own called Set Ready Go. And I just have a lot of ideas for things that I want to create. I'm in the middle of a course that I started on visual storytelling and world building for filmmakers called um, From Text to Moving Images. Shamelessly plugging myself right now. I'm in the process of writing a book with a friend. Hell yeah, you are. Like, of course, of course. Like, pandemic time was like, cool, let's just like do all these other things that need to get done. (laughs) Let's do all the things. Let's do all the things since I'm not going to set anytime soon. And so, and also, like, how do I survive if I'm not going to set anytime soon? So, um, you know, so it's just one of those things of like, I want somebody who wants to talk those ideas with me and who wants to help make them happen and is turned on by the fact that I have a million and one creative ideas and just has, you know, either just wants to, like, support or um, participate in it themselves. Like, I don't, I mean, and then vice versa. Like, I would love to be with somebody that I could help, um, fulfill their dreams you know like that's to me like that's what a relationship is is i'm um, uh, uh it's like tandem climbing you know where Ooh, yeah. uh, you one person has to anchor in so the other person can climb up but you can't make it to the top without one another and you can't make it down without one another and like to me that is my dream relationship basically in an analogy like i and that we're just so invested in in one another's success that we can't imagine anything else like it just like that's a part of what the goal like that to me is just what when I think about relationships and what I want like that is what I want I want to I want to be someone's cheerleader while simultaneously uh having them you know push me you know lift me up yeah I think I think uh, there's a lot of women that I think can relate to that, me included. I, I'm constantly using the term, I want a man that's passionate, but I think you explained it better and used better words. I love the idea of tandem climbing. And I'm, I'm, I think I'd be surprised to find out how many men actually know that this is something that women want. Because I think, and we'll talk about this with Michael like in a little bit, like my impression is that men think that women want to be emotionally supported, but not aren't thinking ne- necessarily that they want to also be intellectually supported. You know, like I have very few dates where guys will intrigue me or like push back on me intellectually or engage in me on kind of like a playful debate level. Mm-hmm. And that's such a fucking turn on when you can talk to someone at your level, at your speed, who understands your passion and your desires and your wants and is willing to share their own. Like I, I relate to that as a turn on for women. I think a lot of people do. And I don't think a lot of men understand that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, i feel like well I also my question then also is because I have um when I start to date like well one of the things that I do now is I use OkCupid um and I've started using only OkCupid because you can it shows you all the kind of where you're different and the number one rule uh, like thing that I will rule out is if somebody says that like basically I'm looking for the guy who thinks intellect is sexier than looks like I 
I get a, like I, I feel like just because I feel like that's what I need in a man is a man who goes, I'm really into brains. I also laughing because like I I've been told I'm really attractive, so or pretty attractive, so like I'm not. <laughs> so I, I love I also, that you just took that from really attractive to like. I'm okay. <laughs> I don't know. It feels weird. I feel weird. I mean, I get no, like... No, you're fucking hot, Sarah. Exactly. <laughs> God damn it. I, I mean, I, I've only like... I, one guy was like, oh, you you know, they've had you on like the hot list and damn, they were right. And I was like, what? There's a hot list on the OK Cupid, and, and wait, and I'm on it? Wait, is that a real... That's not real. That's <laughs> yeah, imaginary. That's no, apparently no, it's what? real. No, <laughs> what? Apparently it's real. What um, is that? Oh my God, I need more information. I need to research this. I know. I just was like, oh, okay. That sounds like the origins of Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, every, that makes me want to throw up. I mean, they do it for women, but they call it popular. You know what I mean? The popular guys. And they were all like ugh, 20, ugh. 27. And I was like, why, why are you showing me this? I don't. <laughs> I love your abs, but what can you do for me, really? Yeah. But where's well, your be brain? Honest. Yeah. Because the reality is. You're going to call me gorgeous and I'm going to get bored in three minutes. Well, so that's the other thing is I really hate when people call me gorgeous. I mean, it's nice to be attractive. Don't get me wrong. I like being like, I like when I'm with somebody that that's, they're like, oh, you look great. Or like, you know, things like that. Uh, or like the guy that I've been talking with recently, um, we, we were FaceTiming and I was in my gym clothes and like, we were just talking and I was like, no makeup, nothing. And he was like, you look so cute. And I was like, great. It's also like, how genuine can it be? I mean, like on a freaking dating app when you probably call every woman you're talking to some derivative of gorgeous right. or beautiful or whatever. Like it's, it's, I don't know. It's you, you hear it. It's like boy who cried wolf. Like you yeah. hear it so often it loses its value. Yeah. Well, it's also the thing of like, even like I actually really, I'm only really doing dating apps because of COVID. Otherwise I wouldn't be doing it. Like I'm the, I mean, I'm the person who has always been really gutsy and bold in public to the point where, like, none of my friends will tell me that they like a guy in public because then I'll make sure they start talking because (laughs) you're that friend. I'm that friend. And I also just I've had so many amazing and wonderful meet cute stories. And I really do think that the dating apps have ruined that for people because now the context of meeting somebody while waiting in line at the grocery store is now weirdly taboo, I feel like. Like, why are you talking to me? <laughs> you're, you're too close to me. You're yeah, sending and, your air towards my face. Yeah, I mean, not even with COVID, like pre-COVID also, you know, like I just feel like, I mean, I used to, I used to, I mean, I was like asked out at gas stations and stoplights <laughs> like he was a joke with my friends in college because like I would be on dates with other guys and guys would like I'm making my sound w- myself sound way cooler than I am it's just not it's just my personality like I'm just friendly and bubbly and I like to talk to people and brave oh my god brave. I would never and go I'd, on strangers who hit on me at a gas station you like, know and literally I mean, never. that one was a mistake I never should have done it um <laughs> But I did it because my friends told me I was too picky, so I thought I would... Oh, girl, me too, yeah. And then I went on this date that literally was the worst date of my life, and I still get, like, uh, I, like, I still cringe when tell I me, I want Tell me about it. Okay, you? so um, this date... So first off, I should preface with I was a freshman in college. Okay. And uh, I was still a virgin so I was also like just to like because this is important 
you know, so it's very innocent. And uh, so I'm like, all right, I'll go on the date. Like, the guy was okay. You know, and I thought, maybe we'll see. You know, people's personalities can make them more attractive than, you know. Um, and I thought he was brave. And I'm also the kind of person who's like, I'll give you a shot if you're, you know, I think guts should be rewarded in a, in a sense. True. Because often mm-hmm. women are really nasty to guys. And I've had some guys that, like, very, have made me uncomfortable, which is why I've kind of had to be like, no, I have to be mean to you because you're not taking this hint that I'm telling you that I'm not interested. And now you're forcing me to have to, like, say something that's, like, I, I can't seem to get it across that I'm not interested. And that always breaks my heart because I don't, I think that that's where, like, the male side of the equation of, like, feeling like women are... Not approachable. Not approachable and assholes. Like, I don't want to do that because I think it's so important. Um, But also, we, like, have to learn how to navigate that as people. Also, also young guys out there, if there are any young guys listening, like, come at it with a grain of salt when a girl is... Because she's probably just being defensive. Um, Not that it makes it right. I don't think anyone should be rude to people. Um... But I like if somebody touches me without my permission, then I get a little then I get like F off going back to the state. So uh, I have a very big rule that I don't allow a guy that I've just met to um, pick me up at my house. Like it's just a, a safety yep. thing. Mm-hmm. And so I went there. I met this guy at the date and my mom was like that. Why? Like, just have him pick you up. It's nicer. I was like, no, I don't want him to know where I live. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know this guy enough um we go on this date i had just been like we just got our food and i had um finished talking about how i trained horses for uh eight years and uh had at the time i still had my horse i hadn't sold her yet and so like you know horseback riding was a really big part of my life and training horses was a really big part of my life and we get done and he just kind of Gets really still and looks up at me and goes, so, you like to ride? No! Yeah, and I was like, ah. Uh. No! Oh, I, like, I knew what he meant, but I was like, uh-uh. And I was like, Yeah, I know, you're like, I'm going to give him benefit of the doubt so you can get out of this gracefully, yes. Yeah, I was like, ride what? And he goes, um, uh, eight, uh, eight, uh, ATVs. Do you like to ride Dick. ATVs? <laughs> yeah. So I was like crap i have to finish my meal with this guy or at least eat some of this and i had of course picked a place that wasn't expensive but was also like good food so worst case scenario i had yummy food oh good good you could call good call. you know i this was the this was actually like i was long i've long been a i don't do first dates on on with meals long before people started saying you should never do a first date meal <laughs> yes because of this date i was like never again oh my so god we get so I, we're like done and i literally was kind of like all right i'll, I'll wait out an hour because i don't want to be rude and we get to the car he walks me in my car and i kid you not he puts his hand on my shoulder and goes we need to break these physical barriers. <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 we don't. I'm sorry, we don't. Bye. And I literally like had to slide into my car and shut the door. I proceeded to get text messages from this guy for about three weeks saying how he really thought we were soulmates. How, oh, no. Yeah, I was, like, I was like, what? How, like, and then he was like, can we be friends? And I was like, no, I'm really not comfortable with that. Like, I have plenty of friends. I don't have time. I mean, you know. 
you don't even live in the area. Like, we can't be friends. Um, like, there's just, it's just never going to happen, so I don't want to, like, lead you on. Um, and it, But, it, like, I literally had the, if he knew where I lived, he probably would have. Come by? Come yeah. by. Yeah. And it was just like, nope, nope. Like, nope. So, like, that was, I mean, to this, like, I wish you could uh, see me in person because I literally did this, like, sink down slide slither into my car <laughs> to get away from this man i felt i mean i was just like the most uncomfortable no it wasn't i mean i've had a couple other uncomfortable things like i've been followed down the street a few times oh so God. that's also like a little weird um and again i just think it has to do with my approachable nature and so if you're friendly, it can often be misinterpreted as a green light to the wrong person. Oh, I don't even look at these guys sometimes. Like, which is also interesting. Like, I've, I put on a little extra weight and there's a part of me that's like, you know, I don't get touched by random strangers anymore. So maybe this is okay. Yeah, maybe this six feet of distancing is great. Or also, you know, just don't go out with men that you meet at gas stations. I mean... That's the moral of that story. I don't know. My, I mean, it's so funny, though, because I'm like, yeah, but I met Ryan on the street corner and we dated for six months and he was fantastic. So, like, who knows? I don't know. I want, Wait, who said who said what to who on the sidewalk? I'm really curious how okay, that went so down. Okay, so Ryan, uh, he and I... so. What had happened was I saw him, thought he was cute. I also am a very firm believer that women make the first move. Okay. And and that women have to, like, the reality is, in my opinion, women are the ones to say whether or not, like, they're interested and there's any sort of opportunity for, like, a physical relationship, which is what the guy tends to want. And the Mm -hmm. guy tends to be the one that, you know, this is like a 9 out of 10. Like, there are definitely guys who want the relationship and the girls don't want the relationship but i feel like oftentimes girls want the relationship where and are more wet ready to commit to that than a guy but then a guy's more ready to like say yes to sex than a girl might be so you need a little like permission reversal whereas yeah. like the woman so, says it's okay to touch me and the guy's yeah. like i'm into this let's have a relationship yeah or like i like to just like drop the proverbial hanky and so what happened with Ryan was that I, when I saw him in Chicago, we met, I saw this cute guy, and I was also the kind of girl who would just, like, go and be like, there's a cute guy, so I'm gonna position myself, so he has to see me. Um, And so I can see if there's any opportunity. And we got stopped at a stop light to cross the street. We were walking, and I looked over at him, and he smiled, and I hadn't smiled, and he smiled, so then I smiled a little bigger, and then the light changed and we kept walking. And then this guy approached me to like donate money on the street. And I was just like, again, I'm super approachable and I don't like being rude. And I was like, I uh, um, I don't know what I, how I responded, but however I responded, Ryan heard it, made him laugh. And that was his in for the conversation. And so, but I had already like laid the foundation of like, you can talk to me because I smile like I gave yeah. him a bigger smile like I you know um I give him credit because I feel like I've had smiley exchanges with people in various locations where a woman knows that that is a permission to like hey I'd be open to you coming to talk to me if you wanted to yeah but as you said maybe because of fear of rejection or have people have been rude been rude to in the past like most guys won't then take that and follow through you know yeah 
And then who asked who to lunch? Uh, I can't remember because it came up to like, well, what are you up to right now? I was like, I'm looking for a place to eat. And this was like before Google Maps on your phone. So I had like, I literally was wandering around looking for somewhere to eat. Um, I had just gotten into Chicago and, um, you know, and it was just like this. Oh, so, you know, all of a sudden he was like, oh, great, me too. And we had lunch together. And then I was like, he's like, what do you have to do? And I was like, I have to go buy things for my grad school presentation for tomorrow. And he goes like, great, we'll share a cab. And, I'll, and, I'll, and then I was like, well, what are you doing for dinner tonight? Like, oh you're my alone. God. I'm alone. Like, let's be alone together. And so it was just like, I... It was just a series of yes ands. Let's just yes. say that. There's <laughs> a yes ands, and I tend to be a little like suave when I'm dating and like like act like when I'm out and about. So, which is also why I'm just not a fan of dating apps because it's just so contractual in my mind. Whereas like the fun is. Yes, and the The flirting is missing. I say this 400 times a podcast episode is like, there's no fucking flirting. And that's the fun part about dating. Well, and And when you're not having fun, why keep going back to it? You know? Yeah. I also, I mean, I'm very curious to hear what Michael has to say about this later. Like I, I, I also feel like that's what makes relationships fun and why you stick around is the flirting. I mean, I'm very lucky. My mom and dad have been married for over 40 years. My grandparents were married for over 60 years. My aunt and uncle were married for almost that as well until my Mm. uncle passed. Like, I've just been surrounded by a lot of long-term, really affectionate relationships. And, you know, that kind of care and doting and flirtation and, you know, it has to be there for the relationship to thrive. I think so. And I, I agree. It's also just so much fun. I don't know. I mean, my also my other thing is like in relationships and what I'm looking for is I'm looking for that person who says, I want to make this person happy. Like that's fun. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like that surprising them and delighting them is fun. And that's why I want to show up for this relationship mm. because they do that for me and I do that for them. Like, yeah, that to me is the ultimate. And then we help each other climb the mountain. <laughs> and I guess we can sing. It sounds so simple. I don't understand why I'm not finding it. Um, shall we? Shall we check in with Michael and see what he has to say about some of these things? Yeah, Michael, you've been listening so patiently. I have. There's there's a series of helicopters that are flying over my apartment right now. So if it gets really loud, just <laughs> oh my God. know that that's nothing been, alarming been, about that. I mean, I've never heard anything like it. So we'll see what happens. I mean, okay. I guess I guess during the early months, maybe we'll have some happen. action on the on hashtag single. He's I, like, I, Guys, I have to go. I have to go. I, <laughs> I can't wait. But no, what a, what a strange and wonderful experience. I feel like I'm like eavesdropping on. Isn't it uh, weird? Brunch. You know, like it's like you're at brunch and I'm at the table next to you. That's what most what most of my VOPs have said. Like it's kind of cool, <laughs> just like having like to be a little fly on the wall and hear how women actually think and actually talk about dating. No, I was just going to say, and I think that 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 there's something there's something very telling about the the kind of unfiltered and you know communicative aspect of it that that is. Um, it's enjoyable to to breathe in, but it's also perhaps different than how I think the information is sometimes relayed to us in those same conversations. 
Oh, interesting. How so? I'm very curious about that. It felt like refreshingly unfiltered, I Aww. think. Is, is Why, the, thank you. That's because Sarah's awesome, truly. <laughs> <laughs> it's more Sarah than me. I don't um, know. I wanna, wait, before we, I want to know, since we just talked about this, have you ever started a flirty conversation with a woman that gave you a smile in a public setting? Once. Um, once on the subway, yeah, uh, a number of years ago, and I, um, and it was it was something where I, I think I always craved that kind of meet cute. You know, I, it was always something I wanted and something that I absolutely never encountered. You know, for for better or worse. But um, the one time that it did happen, this person was really kind of smiling at me from across a, a crowded end train and I kind of you know meandered my way over and and it turned out that she was someone who I didn't I didn't know, but she knew who I was. Work-wise, oh. I should mention that I, I work in the theater industry. I work as a casting director. So it was kind of one of those, like, oh, that's what this is. Oh, you know? no, like, no, she's uh, like, and here's like, my headshot. <laughs> yeah, and, and, no. and it was, I mean, in my in my head, it was just kind of, you know, I, I heard Gershwin in the background, and I was going to, like, confidently march over. But, um, but then we ended up getting to know each other anyway, but not in that capacity. Maybe the Gershwin. So. What that was playing was actually the background for her audition piece that she was about to perform on the subway for you. So exciting. <laughs> so fun. Oh, I'm heartbroken for you. Listen, no, I, I give you credit. Like, yes, you no, crossed an entire subway to go talk to a stranger. Yeah. Um, and like I said before, I think there are so few men that have the guts and the balls to actually do that. So I commend you for that bravery. It yeah. was like half a car, but yeah, I mean, it was, you know, it was... But it it's was, not uh, like... It, <laughs> you, had, you, you had to make an effort. Yeah. She uh, was really... She was really... It, it, like, she was just kind of... It was a combo platter of, like... Like, she wasn't, like, making faces, but, like, she was she was just kind of looking... Ve- like, you, you said earlier, like, you know, there was this look where it was just, like, that. that's not to be confused, that that's a deliberate uh, thing, and, and I just kind of rolled with it. But. You were like, now's my moment. <laughs> I'm hearing the music. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I did what I can. I did what I could. Um, what else came up for you? Anything that was surprising or anything you want to just sort of comment on? Well, I, I, I liked, I, I mean, I, I, I was actually really kind of taken by the whole, by, by the honesty of the admission of like, I want to be part of a power couple. Like I want to be, I, I think you said, you know, you said like, like tandem biking or tandem climbing. Yeah. You know, that it's like that wanting, wanting that is kind of a relational dynamic. I mean, that's something that I think I've also always wanted but i've i've struggled with uh as the voice of the patriarchy and as a (laughs) male in a position of authority for for the same reason um that i just mentioned that it's kind of it you, you want someone who who is passionate about um things and and you know it it's i think in many cases optimal when they're passionate about things that you know about, that you're passionate about things in the same ballpark, if not exactly the same thing. But, um, uh, but achieving that is, I think, challenging. So, but I, but I, I kind of, I, I liked hearing that is just such a, a deliberate thing because I think so often on our end, we, we assume it's all about, 
um, you know, chemistry or something like, you know, and I think that can manifest itself in many different forms. And that's one of the one of the ways that that appears is by um, by showing that we could support each other in uh, whatever relationship is chosen. Do you think most men, we're going to ask you as the voice of the patriarchy to make a generalization here, but do you think most men would be surprised to find out that women would like to be intellectually stimulated and challenged as part of a relationship dynamic? I mean, I think that's, that's maybe pushing it a little bit. I think that, you know, I think, I think there's also kind of a New York aspect and, uh, and uh, I think I think dating is very different here, True. particularly, true. you know, and, and I think that's one of the ways where where I, I mean, I don't think I mean, I've been here 18 years. I don't think anyone I've dated um, would love me saying that I felt they just never sought an intellectual stimulation. Like, I think that I think that that's, <laughs> oh my God. that would that be would a be very a, no, dangerous road to tell. And I think yes. most men are 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 with it enough to agree. I think that there are different dynamics and role models where you know where that varies um i i mean uh i I think that the the most functional things i've been involved in uh here at least in my you know adulthood um have been you know since college i guess have been things where there was a great deal of intellectual give and take and and support Mm -hmm. um i i think that you know in my rendezvous on the on the dating apps and whatnot, it's it's something where you just you just sort of know instantly by someone's banter or mm-hmm. total total inability to banter. You know, I mean that it's that it's just I, that aspect is either there or not. And I think COVID and pandemic times is kind of an interesting moment because um, I think in some ways we've all been forced to engage on that level first just because we're we're homebound for the most part and uh and not necessarily having the uh, you, you know uh, the the physical meet cutes or the physical you know f- first steps you know it's mm-hmm. it's more about uh engaging that way i've heard a bunch of my guests have succeeded in having interesting engaging intellectual conversations like FaceTime dates and stuff. I have not. I have not experienced that in six months of starting conversations that never go anywhere with people. Um, uh, literally, I just can't. I'm. Every question is about what am I doing this weekend? Um, and we never <laughs> seem to get past that hamster wheel. <laughs> so you perhaps need a, you need it's... A- you what? need a bot. You need a bot. You need the the Jeanette bot. <laughs> like somebody's just gonna you know? answer questions for me. <laughs> so, it's funny because like, like I immediately, when someone's like, "So what did you do this weekend?" and I'm like, "No." You delete. <laughs> you delete from there. I don't really delete, but I'm like, I don't. This isn't gonna go anywhere. I stopped like, having any expectations because. Ask me what I'm reading. Ask me, like, what am I going to tell you? Like, I think this time has shifted dating in in all sorts of directions, whether that makes us or attempts to make us have more intellectual conversations or just switches the priority of, as you said, sort of like looks to brain. I mean, yeah, I haven't experienced that myself, but I love hearing that that's what you're experiencing. It sounds, Michael, a little bit that's what's happening with you, too. Yeah. Like you're having yeah, better I, conversations than just well, like I think, 
I think part of that is just I've aged into a point. I mean, I'm 39, and I think I've just aged into a point where, um, you know, I've I've kind of gotten to the the place where I've been on that hamster wheel in different capacities, and and I I know what to prioritize differently, um, perhaps. And so so I think that um, I, I think that's I think that's more of a contributor on my end. Um, uh, you know, at this stage, but yeah, I think that I think that in COVID times, it's definitely I think shifted us all more towards that direction. Well, that leads me into my sort of tie-up question for the episode, um, where I just want to hear from both of you your thoughts around how has this year changed the way that you view your dating life and your dating experience. I will say, I just got a text from my friend, and I learned that the helicopters are for the Spider-Man movie that they're shooting. Oh, dear here. God. So here in Sunnyside, I guess that's why the, uh, <laughs> the they're shooting the new Spider-Man movie. So it's not World War III. We'll be okay. So. <laughs> Just as a quick update. Um, Everyone's yeah. going to tune into Hashtag Single to find out what's going on with the helicopters. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Michael. Um, back what was to, the question? Back to our question. <laughs> um, I'll ask Sarah. Um, how has this year changed the way you view your dating life and your dating experience as a whole? Like you started the episode talking about how this short relationship had really defined how you've been dating as an adult, but maybe there's been a reverse pattern where 2020 has kind of changed you looking back on what's happened. I've been doing a lot of dating during COVID, uh, a lot of like being you know socially distanced dates or just like talking to people on apps and meeting people and it's also been super fascinating like to me i i mean michael going back to what you said what i was so intrigued by with what you said was how you're like talking about the fact that i said you know i have power i want to be a power couple and i feel really weird saying that like that's some superficial thing but the more i think about it especially hearing you be like, I like hearing that somebody will own to that. It's like, no, that's what I really want. And so it makes it really hard to date just anybody because I'm really looking for that, that zest for life and that zest for like achieving things and knowing things and learning things and continuing to grow and continuing to reach higher. And I mean, I find that so unbelievably sexy in a man that's like let's do this together let's grow together let's like I just to me that's like the dream Michael what about you did you did this year change your perspective at all well I think that's I think that's just it that the the kind of you know being thrust into solitude I mean I'm, I'm someone who has always needed a lot of alone time I think that it's taken me a long time to articulate what I want, but also what I'm capable of, because I'm really, really good at, you know, kind of existing in isolation mm. and, and, and needing that. And so I think what was eye-opening to me this year, though, was that that was always directly proportional to what I was doing the other four or five days a week, you know, where I was so surrounded by people mm-hmm. that I think the you know, needing to really kind of claim the weekends as my own, you know, quiet private time was something that came up from that. So I think that where I am now is just, you know, like all of us, we've, we've been, you know, we've just been set on such a different course. And 
I'm finding more balance as a result of it, you know, not being not having such insane work weeks and being able to kind of spread things out a little bit more is is letting me see how I might be able to incorporate a relationship, um, you know, in going forward. So, I, I mean, I think that, you, you know, what you, you were both saying about kind of there's no room in the apartment, I think any of us who live here long enough feel that. I mean, I live mm-hmm. in a very small apartment, and when I have, you know, cohabitated in this space it's been it's been you know kind of a comedic challenge you know to just to try to coexist even if you really care about somebody you know so um so i think that i i think that i'm finding you know but you could get a bigger apartment you know i mean i think i think that's what i'm kind of realizing is that that it's all within reach but you have to you know take the appropriate steps to get to that point yeah I think, I mean, I think both of those are are really lovely. I think the fact that any of us are able to take this time and like reflect back on just the fact that it froze our lives and we had to stop and say, was the way I was doing it before healthy and good? And how can I maybe change and grow from this? Like, I, this has been frustrating for all of us, but if that's what comes out of it, I approve, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I and I would just interject that I think the, the it's about focusing on the big picture. You know, I think that so often, particularly in, in the entertainment industry, we're we're going from gig to gig or many gigs to many gigs. You know, we're we're constantly kind of you know we have these logistical necessities like rent and food and you know the things that we need to achieve that the the luxury of being able to look at the big picture is something we're not always given unless we really insist upon it. Yeah. And and that that's been I think the parallel in terms of dating is that um you know I think I just there there's there's one path where you just work and work and work and you're not sure what you've achieved artistically or you, you know in terms of society there's another path where you just date and meet people and hope something works out um but you're not necessarily looking at the big picture you know what how do i want to leave this planet who do i want to be with and what do i do i want to form a family do i want to support someone else in tandem you know so i think having the the freedom to look at those big picture uh questions is something that you know in addition to watching lots of television and eating lots of uh you know carbohydrates it's something i've achieved in 2020 you know so i've um well congratulations on that achievement <laughs> thank, you so, thank you so much that was really well said so and thank you for i i wholeheartedly believe in that as well but thank you for sharing that you guys, it's sure, been thanks. lovely yeah. to have this chat. I wish we were in person and we could go get a, a drink and toast to each other. But um, I'm so grateful for you both for sharing your stories and your insights and your questions and power quotes <laughs> um, for this episode. It's It's been a delight to get to know you better in this way. So thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me and Michael. Thanks. Michael is really Yay. great. Thank you, Jeanette. Meeting you Thanks, Sarah. via the interwebs. I hope your friends forever going forward. Brought together by hashtag single. <laughs> <laughs>
If you and your friends want to meet more strangers, no, I'm kidding. (laughs) Um, But on that note, guys, I will just say thank you so much for joining us on this episode and listening in. If you have a friend that you think could benefit from some of Sarah's positivity and some of Michael's insight, please pass this along. As always, we are having the best conversations over on the Instagram. Um, We're having funny single memes and inspirational quotes and comments so we hope you'll follow us over there at hashtag single pod and we will have a brand new episode for you in two weeks with our guest excerpt for the month we will catch you next time bye